0: So our second scripture reading today, our second lesson, comes from Jesus' teaching in the Sermon on the Mount. And this is just a small, little passage uh, from one of the most famous, probably the most famous sermons of, of all time. You may have heard this part before. But listen again as we seek together to hear and find God's way of life for us today. Listen for God's word to you. Jesus says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want to say good morning again to, to all of you. It's great to be with you today, and hi to those at home on uh, U- on YouTube or on Facebook Live. Hi to those in the balcony. The lights are off. You're in the dark, but it's nice and cool up there. I hope. Good to see you today. Um, today is Mexico Mission Sunday, and so it's just a special day in the life of our church, and it's a great one for us to be a part of together. We're in a summer sermon series uh, which is called "This Is the Way," where we're focusing on different aspects of what it means to follow in the way of Jesus. Last week, Pastor Erica was talking about waiting for the Lord and going slow, and this week, I want to talk a little bit about Jesus' teaching, about how we are meant to think about money and possessions, treasure, and stuff. And someone told me recently, um, kind of out of the blue, honestly, that they didn't want to go to a church that was talking about money. They said the church should focus on spiritual things, not talking about money. And maybe you feel the same way too, but the bad news for you, today's not your Sunday. (laughs) Because when we read the gospel message and we hear what Jesus talks about, we discover he often, often talked about financial matters, treasures, uh, possessions, the stuff of life. He uses, Jesus uses financial or economic metaphors and images in his teaching, in his parables. Parables. And he had this basic idea, Jesus had this basic idea that our outer lives, the things that we do, the words that we use, the ways that we live, the ways we spend our time or our money, it all relates to our inner lives, our hearts, our souls, our relationship with God. The outer and inner are connected. So in his teachings, Jesus used money and possessions or finances as a proxy as a way into talking about other things. I want to try and do the same thing with you today. We want to listen for Jesus' words and to apply them to our lives. This is the way? <laughs> so there's a story from the Danish philosopher Soren Kierkegaard that he once wrote uh, about a group of thieves who broke into a jewelry store one night. And they got inside, but they didn't steal anything. Instead, they, they took the price tags off of all the different Um, jewels and switched them. So expensive jewels suddenly became very cheap, and others that had once been considered very expensive were now almost free. And then they snuck back out of the store before anybody knew what they were up to. And so the next day and in the weeks to come, things that were nearly worthless were were now given great value and were sold for a high price, and things that had once been considered treasure were sold for nearly nothing. And his story is asking this question. In the end, what is all this stuff really worth? If you switched the price tags, what's the real value of some of these things? So you might say, well, don't worry, preacher, I'm not into jewelry. Or I don't pursue name brands. Or I'm not into fancy cars. Or I don't care about luxury items. So this message must not be for me. But notice that Jesus does not say, don't treasure anything, never seek treasure, don't have anything you care about, desire, want, use, need in your life. He doesn't say that. He says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but store up treasures in heaven, and where your treasure is, your heart will be also. He assumes, Jesus assumes we will treasure some things. Jesus assumes we will store up treasures one way or another. There are things that are important to us. There are things that are important to you. What do you treasure? What would you count as your treasure? Remember this word that we're using, treasure, in the New Testament Greek of the Bible, it's the same word where we get the English word thesaurus from. A thesaurus is a treasure trove of words, and the same word is being used here. This this weekend, my wife Lisa told me that she was going to buy a new bike, and I quoted to her from this scripture. No, I didn't do that. I'm trying to stay married. Come on. Um, but I did ask her. I said, do you really need a new bike? And, um, and, but her old bike had broken, and we had to get rid of it. And she said, I don't really love bikes. I don't really um, care that much about bikes. But we're leaving on vacation this week. We're going up to Donner Lake with our, with our kids and our families. And she said, I don't want to miss out on family bike rides. Like, I want to go on a bike ride with my family. She doesn't treasure the bike. She treasures the time. She treasures the experience. She treasures the relationship. Sometimes those um, material items and things relate to what we really deeply treasure. So what about you? What do you treasure? Or maybe, where is your treasure? That's the deeper question Jesus is asking underneath his words. When I was in high school, a bunch of my friends um, once bought uh, tickets to go and see a big concert that was coming to town. It was by a rock group called Live. Live. And um, they had hits like lightning crash- crashes and selling the drama. Some of you who are listening to uh, music in the mid-90s, like rock music on the radio, you would recognize this band and their songs, even if you just heard it, even if you don't know the name. They were a big, a big band at the time. Tickets were selling for like $100, which to me was a lot of money as a high school student. Even now it kind of sounds like a lot of money, but back then it was even more. And my best friends, and so I didn't go, and so I said, I'm not going to go with you guys. And uh, my best friend's mom asked me why I hadn't gone with my group of friends. And I told her in this sort of very self-righteous way, um, well, that's not how I want to spend my money. It seems like a real waste. (laughs) And she looked at me and told me something very true. She said, I think you just didn't love that music. You didn't know about that concert. You didn't want to go. It wasn't about money. You just didn't want to go. And that's okay. And she was right. I didn't really love the music, I didn't know about the concert experience, so it just wasn't for me to spend my money on. But when, something, but when there is something that you love, when there is a concert that you like, when there is something in your life that you would seek or desire or enjoy or want, chances are you will spend your money. You will offer your resources or your time or your energy to get involved with that thing. Am I speaking the truth? If there's something that you care about, that you're into, you'll probably put your resources toward it. Jesus has this basic insight into our lives. He doesn't say, don't treasure anything, right? Or it's bad to treasure or value or seek or desire or love something. There are plenty of other religious traditions, not Christianity, other, Christi- or other uh, traditions which say, which are all about not being attached to anything. Be unattached to the things of this world. Completely detach yourself that's not the Christian teaching. Christianity brings together a sense of God's kingdom, the spiritual world, involved with, integrated with, into our physical, material world today. Those things matter. They matter together. So, what or where is your treasure? Because where your treasure is, your heart will be also. So, here's our challenge. Here's our challenge as we think about this um, We are a treasure seeking people, it's a given. uh, it's a given that we are not unattached to things that matter to us. If something matters to you, you attach to it. You're involved with it. Jesus says that it's important that our outer lives and commitments and maybe spending patterns line up with or relate to our inner lives and our sense of our faith. So given all of this, how then shall we live? That's the challenge. What's the right relationship with the money or resources that God has given us in our lives? And how should we think about it? So one way, a first way, maybe in an obvious response, is that we should put our money where our mouth is. One way to respond to this is just put your money where your mouth is. Um, Make sure that you're putting or we are putting our finances towards the things we say or claim we believe in or we care about or we're attached to. Today, this Sunday, is is this Mexico Mission Sunday. And on display this morning for our church is an expression of that where we say, we care about the world, we want to help our neighbors in need, we want to be people who bless others. Here's one way that our church seeks to do that, to use experiences like this mission trip to shape our lives, but also to help those in the world. A second response to um, Jesus' teaching about money is to reorient our relationship to it. If we don't want to build up treasures here on earth, things that maybe in the end don't have a lot of lasting value, um, how about we do something else? There's a great line by, um, in a novel by Dave Eggers, who's a novelist, and one of his characters says this. He says, keep the money in your hand, never in your heart. I love that line. Keep your money in your hand, where you can give it, use it, spend it. That's what it's for. Not in your heart, where it takes root and takes over. The old saying isn't money is the root of all evil, it's the love of money, which is the root of all evil. Money is just a tool. So money and treasure have value as far as we use them in the right ways or in good ways, maybe to be generous to others, maybe to help where we can, to get the bike so we can take a family bike ride, but also how we set up our own finances to make sure that our treasure is being stored up in the right place. You know, this last week I had a, a conversation with a woman in our church who told me she had sold a house. Recently she sold a house, and I don't need to explain to you all the uh, Bay Area economy around um, real estate, right? Anybody here tried to buy a house recently? I'm sorry. Um, and so she sold a house, and, and I, don't, I didn't ask her about the, the figures, but I'm sure she did quite well. And she said, um, Pastor, I need to tithe on this sale of the house. For those of you who don't know that term, a tithe is a 10% offering or gift to God. And some of us here in our church are regular tithers. We practice 10% tithing. That's how we actually set up our whole financial household life. That's part of the reason our congregation is strong in terms of our finances. We have people who give regularly, consistently at that kind of level. And this woman said, look, I've come into some treasure, and I may never get this kind of treasure again. So I'm going to take my chance right now to put this treasure somewhere that no moth can destroy, no rust can get at, no thief can take away. I want to put it into something that our church is working on, something that my faith compels me to be a part of. And I wonder for you as you hear this, te- this, this message today on this Mexico Mission Sunday, are you like this woman in some way? who says, my heart is with the mission of my church, and I want to put my treasure there. My heart is with the mission of our church, so let me put some of my treasure there. Are you somebody who believes that what God is doing among the people wearing these t-shirts today, you see them sprinkled around, that that matters, that that's an important part as we grow up together in faith? Or or the way that our whole church is blessed and enlivened and energized when we send out groups who come back and tell us what's going on in the world. I want to invite you today to consider how your treasure, how your treasure is, where your treasure is, what your treasure is, and how you can put it toward the things that matter to you in your life as an expression of your heart. Giving to the things of God is a practice of the people of God. This is the way this is the way. But you know, it works the other way too. It works the other way around. Maybe you are actually not so sure today. I'm talking to you if your heart is with this mission. But what if you're not so sure, or you're a visitor here among us, or maybe you're newer in your faith, and you're exploring what does it mean to follow Jesus and listen to his teaching, which says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If that's the case, then just listen to your life. Listen to your life and your relationship with your treasure. Over time, the things that you do with your money, with your finances, with your resources, the things that God has put into your care, it will shape your heart. You will be shaped over time. So if you just pay attention and watch, you'll see the way that your money and how you use it shapes your heart. The habits of generous giving and using your money in, the way, in, uh, in ways that help or bless are built up over time. It's a habit. Built up over time. So don't wait until your treasure dims or fades or is taken away. Because someday a thief will break into your store in the middle of the night and will switch all the tags on everything you've got. And the things you once thought were so valuable might be worthless. The things once not considered of much value in this world will be the most valuable of all. So who, what, where is your treasure? And how can you live in ways that, God, that honors God in your life this week? Amen. <laughs>